0: I'm Jamie Adams, and I've been demanding tribute like the greedy dragon I am. I'm Ian McAllister, and I've been trying to undo the circle.
1: And I'm Sam Mags, and I've been laying railroads in France. And this is Brainwaves, bringing you the best in board game and tabletop gaming news. These are the headlines for the week of the 18th of February 2019. Feel the aftershocks of a cancelled Kickstarter. They're in the money, but not as much as they could have been at Seamon. And Journey to the Outer Rim, with who else? Fantasy Flight Games. All this and more on Brainwaves. Our first piece
0: of news this week is about a cancelled Kickstarter from Stronghold Games. They had a game called Aftershock up on Kickstarter uh, from Alan Moon uh, of uh, Ticket to Ride fame. And they have recently cancelled that. It had just reached eighteen thousand seven hundred of the fifteen thousand four hundred and forty four pounds asked and the reasons they seem to have canceled it uh, are a little bit nebulous. What seems to have happened there's been a bit of backlash from people who are, were fans of a previous game called Aftershock that had very similar sort of disaster theming to it and the name the name confusion was causing a lot of problems. there was a lot of um there's a lot of outrage from those fans that this wasn't the game they thought it was and Stronghold were getting a a lot of sort of heat off them Stronghold's uh, statement of why they cancelled the campaign is While the campaign funded, the deluxe edition upgrades and their associated costs weren't resonating with as many people as we had hoped. We're going back to the drawing board, rethinking how to give Aftershock its best shot at doing well. Our next step could be a revised Kickstarter with different reward levels and perks for backers. Or perhaps we just go straight to retail. Now the, can- the Canadian company behind the other Aftershock called Pac Sims have put out uh, a source statement on their site of exactly what happened. They weren't exactly angry with Stronghold in any way or form, they just weren't wanted resolution as to the diff- the similarities between their two games, certainly thematically, but not mechanically. And that does seem to have now come to a conclusion. Uh, Steve Boniker of Stronghold has gone touch with PAX Sims and has offered to change the name of their Aftershock into a different game, and no doubt we'll see what that name is going to be somewhere down the line. It's just one of those things that happens, I guess. There's a lot of games out there. There's bound to be the occasional sort of crossover, of crossing the streams of different releases. Uh, what do you think of this, guys?
1: I think this is fair enough, to be honest, that actually there was confusion out there and are people funding something that, fair enough, in all honesty, read the Kickstarter page, read everything, watch all the videos before pledging your money. But is it misleading deliberately or not? Whatever, you know. um, And actually, if they're cancelling it to essentially rebrand the game and give it a different theme just to make that confusion clearer you know i think that's fine really you know the people aren't gonna spend any money on this you know people aren't losing money on this that it is just saying "Ah, oh bad we're gonna go back to the drawing board you're still gonna get essentially the same game so if it's the game you like the look of that's what you're gonna get it just won't be called this it maybe won't look like this i think that's cool i think the
0: theme's gonna remain the same but the name is gonna change uh, there was there was a little bit of weirdness like initially stronghold when PacSims were responding to questions on Twitter about the confusion. There's a bit of weirdness where Stronghold at one point blocked them from twi- uh, from replying to their Twitter feed and that kind of thing. But all seems to have been resolved, and PacSims have been very forthright about basically saying we weren't really angry at any point. We just wanted clarification and uh, and this to be resolved. And not everything seems to be okay now. So hopefully we'll see. Well, we'll hopefully see both games gain a lot uh, gain a little bit of um, press out of this and uh, being played by people down the line.
2: Late last year we reported that cool Mini or not profits had taken quite a slump in the nine months of 2018. However, they've just released a preliminary statement and it seems that for the fourth quarter their profits have significantly increased. In the third quarter last year, they lost over four million dollars on sales of sales of 2.3 million dollars, pulling its nine month results down to a loss of 4.1. Sales were down over 30 percent, but it's looking good. It's not going to be as profitable as 2017. What Mini or Not are saying is that the improved results in the fourth quarter, they're putting down to them shipping successful Kickstarter projects, and people are finally getting what um, they've backed and promised. So they're seeing a rise in, in expectation and profits. And Mini or Not are really making headway in the board game industry right now, yeah. with their fantastic Kickstarters, even with their smaller things, publishing games such as Railroad Inc., which has done superbly well in the last couple of months, uh, it is good to see them climbing back up there and not, you know, just crashing and burning. Not that they would crash and burn, but it's nice to see that they're hang- they're still there.
0: Indeed. I mean, you know my dislike of big box, miniature-focused games that we see a lot of on Kickstarter, but I don't bear seem on any ill will. It's good to see a company still producing that kind of game. A lot of people love them. I don't particularly, but that. Doesn't matter because a lot of people really like those kind
2: of games. You've got you know, your your dislike of big box miniature based war games on tiles, but it's nice to see that even though a company is called Cool Mini or not, and that may be their you know original raison d'être, seeing them produce games like Railroad Inc. Is yeah, using nice that money
0: to produce smaller things is is really cool to see them pr- pr- doing smaller games as well. We'll see what uh, twenty nineteen brings for them. Sam, I believe sense of disturbance
2: in the force.
1: I I do. And who best to deliver this news than me? More like a disturbance in his wallet, I think. Probably not this time, honestly, and I'll tell my reasons for that in a minute. But anyway, what we're referring to is Fantasy Flight's announcement of Star Wars Outer Rim. This is a game of bounty hunters, mercenaries, and smugglers for, interestingly, one to four players. Mm-hmm. Um, And caught that. Yeah, so this is, you're playing bounty hunters, you're playing mercenaries, they're all characters from the films of the expanded universe, so you can be Boba Fett, Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, Dr. Aphra's is in there, who's a really cool character from the comic books, it's nice to see them expanding her a bit more, bit of a fan favourite, and she's she's cool. And essentially, if you played Firefly, the board game, or Merchants and Marauders, or Zaya, those kind of things, a bit sandboxy, go out, steal bounty, or do legal jobs, illegal jobs, game points, win the game, kind of thing. You, You get the idea. Build your ship, upgrade your ship, people get bounties on their heads, you can go and kill other players, or steal people's crew, and things like that. Usually pretty good fun. I've played Firefly quite a lot. I've actually had a seven-player game of Firefly, which I don't recommend. Yeah,
2: you mentioned that before. That must have taken a while. Don't
1: recommend it. Yeah, it wasn't particularly fun, to be honest. Merchants and Marauders I've only played once, but kind of like it. It's fine. I know, Jamie, you're a big fan. Ian, not so much. Uh, I probably... Yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. Anyway, back to to Star Wars. What does this offer? At first glance, not much new, to be honest. The, The one thing that I really don't enjoy about these games is they scream play interaction but rarely give it to you like you know you're flying around doing all of these jobs and it's like okay so can we like team up on a job can i screw you over doing your job and stuff and very often the answer is no not really whether this one's gonna have that remains to be seen it's already said that you know other players characters can get bounties on their head and you can maybe go and kill them or strike a deal so they stay alive and things like that but Hey, My experience with
0: that know. in the Firefly, Firefly game was that it didn't really provide much interaction. You were it very didn't happen. Sort of it wasn't
1: worth going you, after. You those were very people. much hoping
2: that you could do your thing before anyone else. Pretty much the the outer rim board, I have to say, does look quite nice. Instead of you know, your standard triangular board, it seems to be a slightly modular, uh, semi uh, not semicircle
1: standard a s- triangular board. <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't know that i should leave that on. Oh, no. i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop i'm gonna start that again well, what games have
0: you been buying because i have never seen a standard triangular board
2: mm, shut up I, I think that's the name
0: of the podcast standard triangular board
2: star wars outer rims board looks very interesting because instead of the usual rectangular board we have a semi-modular crescent shape which appears to be the different planets reconfigure it how you like depending on when you play so it can add that little bit of extra frisson to the game whereas a game like merchants and marauders or firefly have their fixed
1: places maybe it's going to be amazing who knows
0: And our first piece of news is a bit of recruitment for Inside the Box Games down in London. They are looking for some summer interns. You'll find a link in the show notes to the form you need to fill out for that. But yeah, they are looking for a few summer interns to help them in games development. This would be a really good step on the ladder if you're in that that area and looking to get into sort of tabletop games development. Uh, Yeah, go and check it out. Uh, We'll put links in the show notes and you can go and apply.
2: I don't know about you, gents, but I have never played Talisman. Nope. nope, can't say I have. Oh, wow, the great! This is going to help. help. Be doing this is going to be fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Um, Talisman, a very classic, almost dungeon crawl style game, from, originally from Games Workshop and then published by Fantasy Flight during the Fantasy Flight Games and Games Workshop long partnership, which spawned games such as Forbidden Stars, Wealth of Warhammer 40k RPGs, and Fury of Dracula. Fantasy Flight and Games Workshop parted. Ways with their joint license several years ago, and rumors have been floating around about who's going to take what game. For example, uh, WizKids has recently published Fury of Dracula 4th Edition, and Pegasus Spiel have had the license to publish the Games Workshop games since mm, last year or something like that. But now USAopoly is in partnership with Games Workshop, and they are going to publish new copies of Talisman.
0: We're not, we're, yeah, we're not too sure whether it's actually going to be talisman or not. Because what they say is they're going to create similar magical quest games featuring licensed
2: properties. What What does that mean? Harry Potter talisman? Well, it depends on what licenses that USAopoly may hold. We've seen USAopoly put out Warhammer Forty Thousand Monopoly. Now they may have part of the license for that, but we could be seeing them reprinting Relic, which I believe was yeah. talisman in Warhammer Forty Thousand. I'm going to have to look that up now.
1: And ultimately, it's this kind yeah, it of roll-and-move adventure game where you move around a board and draw a card and see what happens, and why couldn't that, frankly, go over to Harry Potter or go over to, hey, you you name it, you know, and that would they've got that They've would got the Rick sell. and Morty
0: license, for instance. The, yeah, no. And Rick the, and it, Morty talisman.
1: Yeah, and it's that kind of thing, to be honest, that people would grab up and go for.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, and it's... Especially yeah. if it's quite straightforward, quite simple to pick up, then, yeah, that could, could be a very good move for them. I know WizKids are they're producing like a couple of like Age of Sigmar board games as well. They've got one announced. Can't cool. remember the name of it off the top of my head. But yeah, it seems like GW are spreading themselves a lot thinner across the board game sphere. They're not like giving their, their license to one company like they did with FFG. A lot of different companies are getting different different things to
2: play with. Oh okay, that's interesting. It's uh, it's an approach they've done previously in video games. Previously it was held by a very few number of companies and then maybe it was THQ uh, held it for a while when they were doing the Dawn of War games. And now they've done a much more scattergun approach. We've got companies here. You know, one company producing Blood Bowl. The other company is about to produce the Necromunda game. Uh, we've got, you know, Man of War. We've got... Various
1: Tindless. iOS apps.
2: Yeah, we've got Tinderless Interactive yeah. doing Battlefield Gothic you Armada.
0: Should, everyone should check. The Warhammer Quest app is really good, by the way. You should check yep. that out.
2: Uh, I really enjoyed that. And it's, you know, it's actually yielding very good fruit it's different studios with different parts of it giving really interesting they're interesting really uh, different takes on it so yeah if it worked totally. for video games there's no reason why it shouldn't work for board games
0: no i totally agree i think i think it seems like a wise strategy from them and it they means they'll reach a much wider audience which is great because a lot of people like won't buy a fancy flight game just because it's fancy flight so you spread yourself a bit thinner you're you're less likely to come down to that sort of like pub site publisher hate thing that
2: you get with some people plus they've, plus i've already done it with the role-playing games as well they've got ulysses spiel doing wrath and glory which is the new Warhammer forty thousand rpg and we also have cubicle 7 doing with fourth edition uh, and also printing the new age of sigmar role-playing game yeah indeed
0: but sam i hear you're a sushi
2: pro
1: i'm the dedicated cast sushi pro Gameright have announced Sushi Roll. Knocking out of the park with the the name of the game. This is a dice rolling version of Sushi Go. Um, Instead of being a drafting game, um, Sushi Go if you don't know it, um, just a deck of cards with sushi on it. You set collection, you know, you get a hand of cards, you choose one of those sushis, you move it onto the next player, you get their hand, you choose another one. You're looking for sets to get more points it's good fun the game lasts about 15 minutes really good time now it's going to be a dice rolling game we haven't got much if any news to be honest any more details to give you yeah you you roll a load of dice you pick one on pick one up and you pass the rest of the dice on very similar to the card game how different it's going to be we don't really know pretty much the entire description of the game is it's Sushi Go, but with dice. But we'll see. I'm sure it's going to be a low-cost game. Two to five players, it says. 20 minutes. If indeed it is just going to probably be a bunch of dice. It can't be much money. Yeah, look out for that. Sam, I sense another disturbance in the force. There's more disturbance in the force. So much disturbance. And that disturbance is the prequels. A whole bunch of x wings being been announced. Um, wave 4. For second edition, that is. And now, obviously, we have 18 factions in the game. So everything needs new ships.
0: Um, I think it might be over-egging that slightly, Sam, I suspect.
1: Only slightly, though. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven factions in X-Wing now. I, th- I think I'm right there. Oh, right. wow.
2: And I remember people slagging me off for saying that I liked Star Trek Attack Wing. And the problem was there were too many factions.
1: We finally, We finally get it. Young Anakin Skywalker in a Naboo Starfighter exists in the game. Now that and is yes, pod
2: racing.
1: He can barrel. Well. Oh, he can barrel like the best of them. Naboo Starfighter is legit. Like, I think one of the nicest spaceships ever designed. Though it's it's great. It legit is. It amazing. is beautiful. You can't knock the the visual design of the prequels. Quite frankly, they had some good design in there. Anyway, Wave Four, we're getting Nabu Starfighter. We're getting the Millennium Falcon again because they just have to re-release this for um, for second edition. A nice repainted B-wing, which is quite cool, and it looks that can move, like it moves around, which is really nice and cool. Big, um, big plastic movement rules and ra- tools and range ruler as well. Yeah, big chunky movement tools,
0: which don't look quite as nice as a lot of the ones that are produced by third parties, to be honest. The the
1: transport that Leia comes down in in the force awakens because it appears in star wars has to be in the game obviously and it's also got a tiny little pod that that i think clips off and becomes its own ship which is actually quite cute but um hey that's some x-wing for you go buy that plastic crack folks
2: sam sam you're getting a little bit you're getting a little bit hit up mate you just need to chill out okay i just need to sit
1: down man i've been chill i've been raging about this all day okay
2: yes i know Sam, chill. Okay, Ian, Ian, light the candles, uh, get the smoking jackets. We are taking oh, you over. We're going there? Yep, we're taking you over to the, nice, such comfy, long time. the nice, comfy couches of RPG Corner.
0: So Sam, are you, are you feeling better now you've got a nice comfy comfy chair to sit in nice hot
1: cocoa? It's good. Smoke, I've calmed down. jacket a bit.
0: on. have Would down. you like to maybe peruse tonight's entertainment on the television? Sure. Oh, I've just bet, you've yeah, got a nice uh, big
1: TV now. Oh.
0: If you, yes, if you, if you notice over the corner, I've installed a nice big flat screen over there, and that's because there is a new D&D series coming out. Cool. Yes, Relics and Rarities is coming out from Geek and Sundry, and this is a star-studded D&D cast led by Deborah Ann Wall from Daredevil. It's going to have a regular cast of sort of, uh, of, sort of D&D uh, streamer names I've I don't personally recognize myself, but a lot of sort of regular streamer names in there. But its main shtick is that it's going to have celebrity guests in there as well. And that includes Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil himself, Kevin Smith, Matthew Lilliard, uh, Jaina Simon Mi- Simone Missick, and Sam Richardson. Like a lot of sort of big sort of te- American television names coming into the show and playing D&D, which
2: is just completely mind-blowing. <laughs> RPGs being streamed is very hot still, topic right now and it's it's, it, it's so hot right now it's it's so hot right now it's yeah it, it still boiling. blows my
0: mind that people want to watch people play D or vampire or call of cthulhu and that they're getting like tens of thousands of people filling auditoriums to watch people play D&D live totally cool totally amazing why not you're I, watching you're the, watching
2: people tell a story in the same way that you might see in yeah but it's quite a, it's a quite play. but again it's so different i mean like yes it's very five, different five times Five ten years ago, we'd
0: never ever have thought D anD D would get this kind of acclaim or, or publicity, and just absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, we we got some stu- stuff in the post as well, guys. Would you like to uh, here, w- one each? Wait a minute, we have o- post. Open those up. Yeah. Oh, oh quite
1: big boxes.
0: Yeah, they're not bad actually. Can, that can line, I open mine got... first? Yeah, you open yours first. Cool. Don't look at it too hard. Cthulhu.
1: Nice. I've been meaning to get back into some, some Cthulhu stuff.
0: Yeah I've been wanting to sort of get into Cthulhu for a while and now there is a new shiny Call of Cthulhu starter set out now and the thing that I like most about the starter set is that it includes a solo adventure to help you get familiar with the game. Call of Cthulhu over the years has released a variety of solo adventures which I've always thought was a slightly strange thing for an RPG to do but in this case I think it would be a really good idea because of what it does is it also teaches you the game mechanics and sort of if you're going to be the keeper, the GM of Call of Cthulhu then it also sort of shows you how to put together a scenario as you play through this which is really cool there's also three starter adventures in there a bunch of play a bunch of full color player handouts a nice little pack of dice as well i mean we've all got loads of dice but it's always nice to have a few more and if you're interested in, uh, listening to what uh, mike mason who is the call of Thule lead uh, lead at chaosium had to say about that Uh, You can listen to myself and Gaz from The Smart Party interviewing him on their latest podcast. So, Jamie, your package. Yeah, that is the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition Star Set. It is out very soon. Not out quite yet, so we've got a little preview there. And there's a PDF out now that you can get on RPG and it again has sort of starter adventures in there a good sort of series of two or three adventures to get you into the game it's going to have like full color handouts it looks really cool it might be what i pick up to get into fourth uh fourth edition warman fantasy roleplay it's been getting a lot of good noise and it's nice to see companies releasing more starter sets like this so you don't have to buy like 40, 50 pounds worth of books right off, right off the bat, you can buy some something like this, which is, I think it's going to retail for around about the sort of twenty-five pound mark. The box set.
2: I wondered why this package was spiky. Yeah,
0: it, it is a little bit. I and mean, watch out for the squigs. Well, last little bit of RPG news, guys. We don't have anything uh, through the post for this, but there is a new company in town from Johnny Hodgson. Johnny is a long-time member, was a long-time member of Cubicle 7, was their art director for Cubicle 7, and did some of the work on Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition. He has uh, left Cubicle 7 uh, in the about sort of th- third quarter of last year and has launched his own game, his company called Handiwork Games. So Johnny and his son Rory are behind the Forest Dragon, which myself and Jamie have played and quite like. Yes. Uh, they are releasing a new game called Forest Dragon Bang and Twang. Very soon, that's been on Kickstarter recently ah. and that is currently going through production. And Handiwork Games will also be producing a bunch of material for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. This includes a, a take on Beowulf, for that uh, for that uh, system, uh, Hel- uh, a game called I'm going to get this name horrendously wrong, and I apologise in advance, Johnny. Hellenistica. Hellenis. Hellen. Hel- Hellenistica. Ah, I think that's how you pronounce Hellen- it. Hellenistica. Hellen-
2: Hellenistica. Well, and that's Hellen- being
0: produced with Kenneth heights so that's an adventure across the good the good parts of the Hellenistic age, is the way they put it. And they're also doing a scarred Lands creature collection for fifth edition with Onyx Publishing. So Johnny looks like he's going to be very busy over the year, and no doubt he'll be announcing more. Best of luck
1: to you, Johnny guys sam i'm just looking on the bookshelf Uh like we've got today's cast fresh off the press here as it's being made yeah it's like six pages here there's like a 10 page
0: copy right next to it what's that doing there that's the extended cast sam that's that's only for our patrons And you too can join that exclusive Patreon club by giving us only one dollar a month only one dollar a month you will get access to a lovely fabulous extended cast and if you'd like to go a little further than that if you'd like to hear more of sam jamie and i entertaining you with our silky tones then you can give us two dollars a month and join the small number of people that listen to idle thoughts every month and that is us talking about the games that we have played what we've liked what we haven't and what we're planning to play in the future you can check out our Patreon now. Nice. Oh, oh, guys, there's this really cool competition thing I think we should watch. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to put it on TV, is that right? I mean, it's going to... De-
1: yeah, I'm happy to kind of chill here for the rest of the show, to be honest. It's nice.
0: I, I know we're not massive sport fans, but have you ever seen Dolphins Jousting? <laughs> It's the moment you've all been waiting for everyone. Yes, it's the 2019 champion of the world. Thank you all so much for coming To our cornucopia of coaches who have been training their birds, beasts, insects, and sea creatures for an entire year, just waiting to test
2: out their skills on the course we have set for them this year. Jamie, why don't you remind us of all the rules? Thanks very much, Ian. Three events have been selected, and each trainer has chosen just one of their stable to compete in those events. Specialist equipment has been provided, of course, for those who need it, for example, water lanes for aquatic animals. Once all three events have been played, the judges' votes will tell us who has come out on top as champion of the wild.
1: And it looks like things are warming up in the arena. Here come the coaches. Oh, what a variety we can see. We can see a gorilla, an albatross, but are those octopuses?
2: Uh, octopi. Octopods?
1: Oh, w- w- whatever. W- w- with the coaches in, the big screen is lighting up the three events, and they are. We've got the 100 metre sprint, jousting, and a staring competition.
0: Well, that is certainly a diverse range of events. Let's see what the coaches are going to decide on putting forward for
2: day one of this competition. Quite a range indeed. The coaches have chosen. It seems we are going to have a dolphin, swarm of honeybees, and a bear. This will be quite a matchup. Right, first up is the 100 meter
1: sprint. Yes, down here at Trackside, the competitors are just warming up. A special water lane is in place for the dolphin. The bees are currently being contained in a hive, and the bear. Well, the bear's the bear's gone to sleep, and they're off.
2: Oh, beast, making and a slow does... start there. Slow start for the bees. Uh, Ian, what do you think?
0: I, I, I'm, I, I'm paying more attention to the bear. The bear does seem to have woken up. He's having a big yawn, and he's starting to slowly, slowly make, make his way oh, down but the here pitch. Comes but the look dolphin. at that dolphin, here comes the dolphin here comes, And spinning, and flipping, and... Oh! Oh, it does seem that the dolphin has managed to break through the 100-meter barrier before anyone else. The bees have just gone off into the crowd and are just stinging everyone. They do seem to have got slight distracted by the ice cream that everyone is holding. And the bear, well, the bear's going there too.
1: And, uh, Sam, uh, I believe you're there with the winner? Yeah, I am, Ian, thank you very much. I'm here with the winner of that round. What is it like? What, how does it feel?
2: <laughs> My goodness, how new dolphins could be so impolite? Never heard such language. That was a bit on the nose, or snout, as it may be. Anyway, let's move on now to our second event, the jousting.
1: That's right, folks, the coaches are getting into position astride their animals, not sure how the bees oh my word. Absolutely incredible scenes
0: down there as the bees seem to have formed themselves into the shape of a horse. And it is the coach now putting
1: a saddle on them? But that,
2: that surely isn't possible.
1: Well, we will see what the judges think, because the first joust is on its way. It's bees versus the bear.
2: Oh, that looks painful. Bear kept his pace well. The bees seemed to scatter when the lance passed through them. The coach went through the bees and all. Oh, nasty stinging on the way down. First round to the bear.
1: Next up, we've got the bear versus the dolphin. Well, it does look
0: like we have our first gold medal. The coach just could not quite keep his place on top of the dolphin as it bounded from the water lane. The bear did try to catch and eat it at one point, much like a salmon, but uh, thankfully failed and the bear's coach did manage to keep his balance through that entire encounter and successfully dislodged the dolphin's rider. Well done to the bear.
2: I think that's quite enough of that. Let's go on to the greatest competition yet. The staring contest. No blinking, no looking away... No laughing. Is that what your wife said to you last night? Thank you, Ian.
0: Well, let's take you to our first match, uh, everyone. Bees versus Dolphin. How the Dolphin will focus on just
1: the one pair of eyes, I have no idea. I have no idea, either. There's a real buzz in the arena. Not just from the swarm of bees.
2: <laughs> 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 now, yeah.
1: the adjudicators have asked for complete silence whilst this match goes on. There's a signal from the referee. And they're off. Oh, well, it's bad luck from the dolphin there. The bees were just too much, and it got bored and, and spam off. Well, that was an indescribably
0: tense match that was sadly not really great radio.
1: It's a shame the dolphin
2: was going into the staring contest in strong form there. Although it'll be interesting to see the bees versus the bear once again. Now, of course, all animals have been ordered to suppress their natural instincts, but of course the bear may have the sweet smell of success in its nostrils.
1: Maybe that's just the honey.
2: <laughs> oh, you let's crack me see, up.
1: Let's see how this sticky situation
0: goes down. You two really are the worst. That's the signal. And... Well, what a shocker. I thought the bear had the game there. But his frantic muzzle grabbing knocks him out and the bee swore to victory.
1: Wonderful show there from... Oh, wait, wait. I'm just hearing the Bears coach, is appealing for adjudication. He wants to know whether bees can blink. I think they might
0: be
2: a while discussing it down there. They seem to be looking up things on their phones. Well, while they're doing that, uh, we'll have a little break. Why don't you come back after the break for the judges' conclusions, as well as the rest of today's events, the hole digging and the beach volleyball. How does a dolphin dig a hole? How do bees return a volleyball, let alone lift it? Stay tuned to find out.
0: Well, what do you think to that, guys?
2: That slightly defied description. Um, That's what I thought as well, but it
0: was very enjoyable, I thought.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd keep an eye on that and watch more of it.
0: There's more of that that coming out later this year, or so I've heard.
2: Yeah, I've... I've,
1: uh... Anyway, we need to get out of these chairs. We've stayed in RPG Corner for way too long, like so much more than we've ever But the interns have just poured me a bourbon. Come on. Come on, oh. come on. You have interns? No, we've got more news to do. We need to go back to the back to the studio.
0: Yeah, we've got we got to finish this thing off.
2: I have sad news for you, gentlemen. Well, sad news for you, Sam. We were unable to find any monopoly news Woo-hoo! for this podcast. Oh, the cycle has been broken.
1: Such a, yes, such a finally. let down. Like genuinely let down.
2: You also looked, Sam. Don't you dare lie to me.
1: No, just it's just a letdown. We all looked for Monopoly news and just wasn't any. No but Monopoly. Even news. I looked for
0: Monopoly news because I knew you guys would be sad. That's how much I care.
2: <laughs>
1: Instead of Monopoly
2: news, I bring you ludicrous, uh, ludicrously priced board gaming news.
0: Is it the latest release from Seamon?
1: Oh, e- e- it's a fifty pounds piece of terrain from fantasy flight
2: oh slightly sicker slightly sick burn uh no it's from (laughs) it's from louis vuitton or vuitton vuitton Louis Vuitton. not a designer i've heard of (laughs) no (laughs) louis vuitton has announced they are selling a jenga set for the low low price of two thousand five hundred of your american dollars Okay. the game two. Yeah. Instead of instead of wooden blocks, the game is fifty four plexiglass cubes. So plastic. Each one, has, yeah. Each one has a Louis Vuitton logo on it. <laughs> the interesting thing is it's not marked as a Jenga set, it's just a it's not marketed as a Jenga set. So theoretically Louis Vuitton is selling a two thousand five hundred dollar knockoff Jenga made of plastic.
1: It's genius marketing, though, because they will sell a bunch of them. they will. Hey, Louis Vuitton, sponsor the show. (laughs) Send us all a Jenga set. It's only made of plastic. Come (laughs) on.
2: (laughs) Plexiglass, please
0: anyway i think that's enough of very expensive things and talking about our lovely patrons we'd like to just give a little shout out to our first executive producers the lucky sparrow gaming cafe in glasgow we are going to be visiting those fine folks on the 24th of this month and playing games with each other and hopefully some of the patrons there that's going to be fun I Might record something as well maybe who knows sorry
1: We could record something as well. We could indeed. We could take some recording equipment.
0: I believe they might have some on site. We should get in touch with them about that. That could be a laugh. We might take some Captain Sonar or maybe record some Captain Sonar. Um. We should. But also we'd like to give a shout out to our newest patron Robin K. Thank you very much Robin for your your patronage. You, you will be thank getting you. the extended cast. And as we thank you very much. Yeah, and as we said earlier in the cast, you can get access to the extended cast for $1 a month and to the, our Idle Thoughts podcast for $2 a month. We are just $1 off our first stretch goal, um, so if anybody feels like throwing us a dollar a month, that would be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you've listened to, then the best way to help us out is to really just share the podcast. And drop us a review on your podcast platform of choice or, uh, leave us a review and rating on itunes especially if you're there you can also follow us on twitter at the giant brain on instagram at giant brain uk facebook just search the giant brain our website is giantbrain.co.uk where I post reviews and critique of various things. You can email us and do get in touch with us let us know what you'd like to see on the show, what you'd like us to include in the Brainwaves podcast or email us questions that you'd uh, like us to answer on the show. We'd like to start some kind of mailbag sort of thing and it'd be good to get some questions from listeners. So that is giantbrainuk at gmail.com and we now also have a board game geek guild. We are guild 3476 or just search the giant brain and brainwaves. Catchy. Rolls off the Catchy. tongue yeah kill three four seven six Mm-mm-mm. i'm going to get t-shirts made and Can everything have... oh, uh, or, totally or should. I should just search the giant brain and brainwaves and i'm going to be doing a bit more blogging on that platform as well and we will link to that when that happens thank you very much folks goodbye